new series of messages that we'll be in for uh, the next four weeks, and we're going to be talking about your life journey. And so if you are unfamiliar with Crossroads, uh, we typically uh, will use a topic or a book of the Bible, and we'll go through some scriptures and uh, talk about a topic or a subject for a few weeks, and then we'll move on to something else. Next month, we'll be talking about spiritual warfare. But uh, this month, we're talking about your spiritual life journey, really, because we're all on a journey. And we're going to see today that not only does the passage of Scripture that we're going to look at, but also some other passages as well, talk about this. They talk about uh, our life journey and what that's like. And we at Crossroads believe that if you'll worship, connect, serve, and share, you will come into something that Jesus called in John 10.10, a full or abundant life that God wants you to live. And so it's God's will, God's desire for each and every one of us to come in to that fullness of life. But we do that as we take steps, as we go about our journey. And all of us want to know God, to live free, to live life on purpose, and to make a difference, right? Uh, all of us want that. And that is really uh, the life to the full that Jesus uh, came to bring. So uh, we're going to be looking at that. If you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to the book of Proverbs. We'll get there in a moment. But uh, Proverbs is about halfway in the Bible. So if you brought a Bible with you, a copy of the scriptures, it's about halfway through. If you get the Psalms, just turn right. And uh, the Proverbs is the very next book in that Bible. Uh, we're going to look at chapter 4. But on a road uh, of life, I think it's kind of similar to the roads that we drive on. And I don't know if you've had this experience or not, but I feel like when I'm in the car, I'm on purpose. You know, I, I, I'm trying to get somewhere. I, I'm not just driving around. But it would seem as though there are other people on the road who are just driving around who just decided, I want to burn gasoline slowly today. And uh, I don't know about you, but that's challenging for me when this person happens to be in my path of where I'm headed uh, because I have purpose. You know, I, I didn't get in the car just to burn some gasoline. I didn't get in the car because I just didn't want to sit at home. I got in the car because I have somewhere to go. You know what I'm saying? And, and so when this person is, is out here floundering around, it, it just kind of bothers me. But here's what bothers me more is on the road of life, it seems like there are people who are just wandering around who are not living a life on purpose and, and making their life count and matter for the destiny in which God put us here on this planet. And, and so I think there are people who just kind of are floundering around, wandering around, and, and spiritually speaking, have no purpose. There's no life transformation. The, the word of God is not in their heart and mind. They don't have the mind of Christ. They're not reflecting on his glory each day that they live. And it's just like they're out taking a drive. 
when God has so much more for us. And so here's what I want to do over these four weeks. I want to help you get there. I want to help you to live your life on purpose and with meaning in which God intended it. So here's where we're going to start. In Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to look at some different Proverbs throughout this month, but today, Proverbs chapter 4, and I think it's verse 18, if you pull it up on the screen, it says it this way. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. It's just like when the sun comes up in the morning and then it rises, it gets brighter and brighter. It gets more intense all the time. And the righteous, the Bible says, they're on a path. And the path that they're on, the path that God has for those who follow after him is something that gets brighter every day. It gets better every day. And we're not to just be out wandering around like, I wonder where I'm supposed to head. I wonder what I'm supposed to do. Rather, God has a course, a trajectory, a pathway, a journey for each and every one of us. Not just does he say that there, but let me look at a few other scriptures with you. Uh, Pull that up for for me on the screen. Jeremiah 6.16 says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads. See, some of you didn't know our church is in the Bible, did you? Right there it is. So you already did good this morning because you stopped at the crossroads, all right? So that's what he said. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old godly way and walk in it. Travel its path, and what's going to happen? You will find rest for your soul. I don't know about you, but I know quite a few people who need some rest in their soul. Some of you may need some rest in your soul. You know, God just gives a peace that passes all understanding. And so he says he'll give you that if you'll travel on this path. But look at this. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. Isn't that amazing? There are people who will acknowledge, yeah, I think that's where God wants us to travel, but I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this direction. And how many of you could say today, that's a regret, (laughs) right? I mean, deciding I'm going to go a different path when God has a great path already laid out for us. Look at this next scripture in Proverbs. Show me the right path, O Lord, or in Psalms. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. So God can point it out. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. If you put your hope, your trust in him, he will show you the right path. He will reveal the right path to you. And look at this one. This is one of my favorite scriptures in Proverbs. It says, there is a way, because this is so true, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. How many of you know that there have been things that you thought, oh, this is a great decision? I mean, this is going to be great. I'm signing up for this. 
But then later, you regretted it, right? Because the payments started coming, you know, and kept coming. And, and you were like, that was such a terrible decision. That, that was so bad. I should not have done that. And the Bible says there are ways that we think it, it seems right, but it doesn't end in the life that God wants us to have. And the, the pathway, Proverbs 4 says, the pathway God has, it leads to life and light. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life, and I am the light of the world. So in other words, the path that God has, it leads to him. And it leads to Jesus who said, I have come that you might have life to the full. That full life, that light will come when we begin to get on the right path in our lives. So you see, if you're a Christian, here's what should happen with you. Your path and your walk should get brighter every day. Because that's what it says. The righteous, for them, the path gets brighter every day. Now, now does that mean it's going to get better in regards to our definition of better? Not necessarily, but it'll get brighter. See, because Paul said it this way. He says, you know what? My body isn't what it used to be. I mean, can identify with Paul. You, know, you get up, and it's like, mm, now what's hurting? That, it didn't hurt there before, but now I got this one. And Paul says, outwardly, I may be fading every day. I look in the mirror, and I'm thinking, Botox, you know, or whatever. need to pull some of this up. And I'm looking at it, and, 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 and I'm realizing it, it's fading away every day. But Paul says this. Inside, I'm getting better every day. In other words, he got a hold of this. Paul was living this out. I, I, it's just getting brighter every day. I'm getting, as a matter of fact, he put it this way. It's like I'm going from glory to glory to glory. I'm just getting more and more of God's presence and his power and his radiance in my life every day. And that's what God has in mind for every person here. God designed and desires for each and every one of us to have ever-increasing glory in our lives. Now, what that might look like is at the end of this year in December, I'll be able to look back and say, you know what? I'm not the guy I was in January. You know, I'm changed. I'm different. I'm better as a result of this year and walking on the path. See, I'm not what I want to be yet, but I'm not what I used to be. Can somebody help me out this morning? <laughs> so see, I I'm being changed from glory to glory. And it's God's design, God's desire for you that as you walk along this journey, that it just gets brighter every year. It gets more filled with God's presence and glory in our lives. Now, how can that happen? It cannot happen on our own. It doesn't happen from self-effort. 
uh, if it was, you know, our self-effort, then certainly by going to Barnes and Noble and going to the self-help section, we could get fixed. And it's one of the biggest sections in all of Barnes and Noble. And people are always writing more and more of those books. And yet we need, we think we need more of them. And what we really need, and, and I'm not belittling what those can do for you, but what I am saying is, is there's something bigger, something greater, something more powerful, that if you'll get him inside of you, I'm talking about the spirit of God himself, if you'll get him inside of you, he can do what no other power can do. And so when we allow that to happen, then, then, then we move from glory to glory. Now, you may be saying, ah, oh, Craig, that sounds so good. But, you know, rah, rah, siskumba, or whatever. Um, you know, but in real life, you know, how do I make this happen? Well, I'm glad you asked because it fits my outline. Okay, how convenient. So we're going to look at the route that God has for us because these next few verses here in Proverbs chapter 4 he goes ahead and gives us the route that we need to travel to get on the road that leads to brighter every day here's how to do that if you're taking notes we're going to talk about how to drive with purpose we're not just out floundering around we're not just out wandering around we're going to drive this life with purpose. And here's the first thing he's going to talk about is watch what goes in. You got to watch what goes in because input equals output, right? If, if it's what you put in that determines what comes out. If you take your GPS and you say, okay, I'm going to put in Columbus. Will you get to Columbus? Yeah, but which Columbus? You know, did you want to go to Columbus, Indiana? Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Georgia? You know, if you don't put the right information, put Springfield in there. There's like a Springfield in every state. You've got to get more specific than that. You've got to watch what you put in because you may not wind up where you want to wind up. And here's what he goes on to say in verse 20. He says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. That they bring health, they bring life to us as we watch what comes into our hearts. The heart is not just the center of the body. It is the center of your soul. The, the, the heart, the, 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 the real you, the you that you are inside. And he says, whatever goes in will determine your health, and your health determines the destination of your life. So think about it. If the input of your life is 
Netflix and talk radio and CNN and late night TV and, you know, Cosmo and Facebook feed and Instagram feed and whatever uh, in your life. If, if you're taking all that in and whatever that has to say, then no wonder your life may not be going where you want it to. And I know there's some people, especially maybe under 20, who want to say, well, I can listen to whatever I want to listen to, and it's not going to affect me. You know, I, I can read whatever, I, I can go wherever, I can do whatever, and it's not going to affect me. And that's like saying eating bad food every day won't make you unhealthy. It is going to happen. You see, and we may say, well, that's not my intention. Your intentions don't matter. What matter, matters is your direction, right? Hello? Your direction, not your intention. And my heart will be shaped by whatever I put into it. And so that's why he says, hey, pay attention. Pay attention. But he's not just saying pay attention to me. He's saying, pay attention to God because God gave me this. God gave me this word. And if you'll follow in it, then if you'll, and really the word that he uses there is stretch out for it. So in other words, just stretch for it. You stretch for other things. You need to stretch for the best things. And these principles apply regardless of what decade you may be in. Regardless of, of, of what's going on in your life, gravity is still true, right? It didn't pass away and fade out in the 40s or the 60s or the 80s or whatever, and so you're, if you're not putting God's word in your life, if you're not putting good things into your life, then listen, somebody will put something in there. And so this has to be the primary thing because otherwise if you just go out there and just say, I'll just listen to whatever, I'll just take whatever in, then you may wind up just anywhere. And so if you want to wind up somewhere on purpose, then you've got to make sure you're putting in the right things because otherwise you'll be one of these people and we've all met these people who say, I just don't know how I got here. And everybody else is like, I know how. <laughs> everybody else in your life is saying, I, I know how. You were headed there. You, you were pointed in that direction. And so in our life today, we're on a road, we're on a destination trail, and what we've got to do is watch what we put in. I love this Psalm 119. Here's what it says. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. See, if you don't want to walk in darkness, if you don't want to walk and not know where you're going, then you've got to put the word in your life, and that's why we want everyone in a life group in our church because then we can talk about it see you talk about all kinds of things but you ought to talk about God's word you ought to talk about God's plan for your life and see in a life group then you get the opportunity sometimes to tell someone else some, something good and how many of you know when you tell something else, someone else something good it makes you feel good right so there, there's life groups at times when, when you feel that and then there's other times when you need 
that, that word come in this direction. And somebody else does that. So here, here's the thing, just in case you're foggy on this. We want everyone at Crossroads in a life group. Okay? So if you're sitting there saying, I wonder if he's talking to me. <laughs> yes! Okay. If you're part of this church family, we want you because you will know the blessing of it. Right? You'll know the blessing of it. And if you're a new believer, here's the first group I would ask you to join is our starting point group that starts tomorrow night. Because you can get into that group and start growing in your relationship with God. If you're unfamiliar with the scripture, then you can start getting into the scripture and start reading it and taking it in. You may be like, I think he wants us to read the Bible. <laughs> yes, okay? Yes to that too. And it's never been easier because you can load the Bible into your phone. You can have the YouVersion Bible app, for instance, on your phone to have 24-7 access to the Bible. And the thing is, is even in this service, you could have pull up the notes there in the YouVersion Bible app. And fill them out online. And so you never have to be without it. And here's the thing. And just let me be clear on this. I would rather you'd read one verse a day. And pray over it. And say, God, what are you speaking into my life today? What do you want to say through this? I would rather you do that than read a whole chapter and not really understand or know or remember anything you read okay so don't worry about the maximum uh, of what you read get the maximum impact of what you read and as that happens the power of god's word will come into your life and if you're a new believer here's why i would say this let me let me just say this and we'll move on i would start with the words of jesus just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Just pick one of them and just start reading. Because here's what will happen. When you read the words of Jesus and you read about the life of Jesus, you will be impacted by Jesus. All right? It just happens. And, and so as you begin to do that, God will begin to speak into your life. Here, here's a final thought. Maybe you've heard this before. If your output exceeds your input, then your upkeep will be your downfall. All right? And so you won't thrive if you don't watch what goes in. And then second thing he talks about here is watch what comes out. You need to watch what comes out. In verse 23, he talks about this. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. In one version, it says it's the wellspring of your life. In other words, it's where the flow begins. It's where the stream of your life flows from. And our heart is like the core processor of our lives. What you put into it affects what comes out of it. And listen, just because it's tempting for it to come out doesn't mean it needs to come out. All right? I just helped somebody in their marriage, all right? <laughs> if you just take that advice. Just because it comes in there doesn't mean it needs to come out. 
and, and maybe I just helped a teenager live a little longer, all right? Because uh, it comes in there, but it can affect our lives. And he talks about three different ways that we need to watch this and guard these outputs in our life. First of all, he talks about our mouth, how it can affect the trajectory of our lives, right? Parents, you know this. You say, watch your mouth. And so look at this next verse. Here's where he picks this up. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. You need to watch what you say. If you spew out racism, hatred, gossip, backbiting, all kinds of negativity in your life, it's no wonder your life is headed in the wrong direction. It's no mystery. And so what you've got to do is understand that the book of James, which is incredible, that the brother of Jesus, who was convinced, my brother is the son of God, after he came out of the tomb. Before that, he thought he was crazy. But after he saw him risen from the dead, he said, yeah, I think he was right. And he wrote a book. And here's what he wrote in that book. He says, you know what? Your tongue, it's this little thing, but it's like a fire. You've seen these forest fires across, especially in the west part of the United States, and they've started from a small fire. And James says that's kind of how it is. You, you spew that out, you say that, and, it, and your tongue can burn down your marriage. It can burn down relationships. He says it's, it's kind of like the rudder on a ship. You know, you get this huge ship and this little bitty rudder, and it can determine where that ship goes. And he says, your tongue is like that. If your life's not going in the right direction, you may want to look in your mouth because it could be your tongue. Be careful what you say. And then he talks about the eyes. Look at the eyes in verse 25 then. He says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. you you've got to have your eyes fixed. Make sure you have blinders on. Don't get sidetracked by other things. And, and if you have trouble with debt or whatever, we're not entering into a good time for you. All right, because if you have an address, you're going to start getting catalogs. How many know what I'm talking about in the fall? And you get those catalogs, and you look, flip through, ah, oh, just flip through here. Oh, my gosh, I need that. I didn't even know they made that. But now that I know they make that, how have I been able to live without that? I, we need one of those. We, we don't just want it. We need that. Didn't even know it existed yesterday, but I need it. And so what can happen is, is we get sidetracked. We get pulled aside. That lust of our, of our heart gets pulled by our eyes. And so he says, be careful, little eyes, what you see. You need to guard your eyes. And then he says, watch your feet. Watch your feet. And look at this next verse where he says this. He says, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. You need to watch where you go because every day we're headed in a direction. 
It's just like on a bicycle. You know, you can't hardly stay there and stay still. You're either going to go forward or maybe you try to go backwards or whatever, but you're going to go somewhere. And the same thing in your life and mine. We're going somewhere. We're either going toward God and toward the light and toward the greater, brighter light every day or not. And, and so he says, so you're going to watch where your feet are headed because they're even, either moving you toward it or moving you away from it. And then the last thing he talks about in this kind of overview, he says, watch what you decide. Because here's the thing. There's 10 things that he mentions in these verses between verse 20 and 27. Let me, let me just say them for you. He says, pay attention Listen carefully, don't lose sight, guard your heart, put away perversity, keep corrupt talk away, look straight ahead, fix your gaze, make level paths, and don't get sidetracked. And what all of that is saying is I have responsibility over my life. See, Americans, we love to blame somebody else. You know, they, they, I wouldn't have done that if it hadn't been for so-and-so or whatever. I love what Rick Warren says about blame. He says, blaming is being lame. Okay? So when you blame somebody else, what you're doing is you're being lame. Because there's always somebody else who has worse circumstances than you have, and yet they chose to rise above them. Hello? And, and so what we've got to do is decide that I, I don't, I'm not the victim here. I, I'm not just, you know, uh, I've got responsibility. I, I've got choices to make. And young people, your choices will affect your chances tomorrow. And so you've got to guard your choices that you make because at the end of the day, it's my hands on the wheel and my foot on the gas. And I found this out when I was going up to Wisconsin recently. We were on the road to go to Wisconsin, and, and I know on the road to Wisconsin, we've got to go through one of my least favorite cities in all of the United States of America, Chicago, Illinois. And the reason is, is they should have, well, I, I won't get into that. Uh, that's, uh, but anyway, if they'd have done something a few years ago, it might be better. And so they didn't. And so you got to go through with 49 million people, you know, on that inferior road system. And so I know that. And so I thought, okay, you know, I got the GPS set. And we're going to get there at such and such a time. And we're driving along. And, and we're coming up close. And, and I thought, hmm, the GPS is wanting me to go this way. But I know better. I know how we ought to go because the time of day, it's not quite rush hour, which lasts about eight hours. And, and so, you know, we should be able to uh, get through the city right now. And so I decided, let's cut through the city. It's closer, it's less mileage, and I don't have to pay toll. And so I decided, and my GPS is like, turn around. 
take the next exit, go back. And I'm like, what is the deal? You know, I'm way out of the way now. I'm telling you, you better turn around. That's what I was saying. If it could have had a personality, it would have been slapping me, you know. And so, so it was like, you know, you, you don't need to do this. You need, you need to go the other way. And I'm just breezing for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and then the freeway turned into a parking lot. And then we're doing this thing of five feet forward. Stop. Sit a while. Enjoy the scenery. <laughs> Speed up for 20 feet and then hit the brakes real fast, you know. Got to love it. And I thought, oh, man, and my wife's encouraging me at that point. <laughs> you should have listened to that thing, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, so, so I, I, all that to say, God has given us direction. Solomon is saying, hey, hey, pay attention. I, I'm not just talking to talk. Okay, th this is not just words. Th this is like from God. And if you obey it, you'll get on a path that just gets brighter and brighter and brighter every day. But there'll be a temptation to say, oh, yeah, but I think I'll go this direction. I think I'll take this road. And the Bible says that road can end in death or certainly destruction. And I don't know about you, but I don't need any of that in my life. And here's the thing is if you think, well, you know, but everybody else is doing it. Or, or, or I've got some friends, and they're on the, this path, you know? And I, I've got some buddies and, and, and travel buddies, and so I, I think I'll go this way. Let me tell you something. Joshua one day stood up in front of a couple million people, and he says, I, I don't know what you're going to pick, and I don't know what you're going to choose, and I don't know what you're going to do with your life, and I don't know what road you're going to take. But as for me and my house... We are going to serve the Lord, all right? I have made my decision. And, and, and so today you can make your decision and believe what he said over so, what someone else says because it's a brighter path and you can't afford to take your hands off the wheel and your eyes off the road. You've got to guard your heart. You can't go through life on cruise control and just say, hey, I'll wind up somewhere because you may wind up where you don't want to be. And so what God says is, I've got a better path for you, and it's a path that leads to brighter, 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 brighter. If you'll follow after me, it will always get brighter. And Scripture says, I don't have to give in to what's out there. I don't have to feed my mind those things. Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, I know you got people who are trying to intimidate you. And, and what can happen, Timothy, is you can be timid as a result. But you don't have to be because God didn't give you that. God did not give you that spirit of timidity. 
He did not give you that spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So see, what you say is more important than what they say about you. And what's even more important than what you say is what he says about you. And he says, I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so my path, I don't know about you, I don't know what path you want to get on today, but I'm getting on the path where it gets brighter and brighter every day, where it's like Paul said, it's going from glory to glory to glory. Doesn't mean there ain't going to be trouble or problems or hang-ups or habits that try to come along or words or things in my life, but in spite of all of that, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I'm going to believe what he says over what they say. And here's the thing, is I believe if you'll just decide that today, if you'll just say, you know what, I'm going to get on the path. I'm going to get on the journey with God. Then here's what I believe will happen. God will begin to work in your life. Now, does that mean that tomorrow you're going to get a promotion or you know, all of a sudden, great things are going to start happening or whatever. I don't know what the circumstances might be. They may not even change at all. But what will happen is on the inside. There'll be a peace that passes all understanding. There'll be a joy that's unexplainable. There'll be a power that's greater than you. And when you tap into that, it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter every day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that there is a path that leads to light, that leads to a brighter light every day where we're just walking more and more and more in you and what you have for us. So God, today I pray that we'll just shine that light that radiates inside of us. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, I want my light to shine. I, I want to be on that path. I want to stay on that path. I want my life to, to be a reflection of God and, and for it to just get brighter and brighter every day, whether I'm at school or I'm at work or I'm at home or wherever I am, that people just will pick up on it. That, that I am getting brighter and brighter each day because the path I'm on is leading to that brightness each day. If that's your prayer, if that's your desire, would you just raise your hand with mine and just say, yeah, that's my, that's my plan, that's my goal, is that it would just get brighter every day. Father in heaven, I thank you for every hand that's raised in this room. And I pray that there'll be a flood of light that will come this week. In every school, in every home, in every marriage, in every company that we work for. God, in spite of the circumstances that are going on there, and there may be all kinds of stuff, but God, may we stay on the path. Help us not to turn to the right or the left. Help us not to get sidetracked so that we become sidelined in what you have for us. Instead, Father, help us to stay with you, to stay on that path, 
knowing that it leads to a greater, brighter light each day. Maybe others of you are here and you just, if you were honest, you'd have to say, Craig, I can't really say that my life gets brighter every day. As a matter of fact, you might even, if you were totally honest, admit that there's quite a bit of darkness in your life. There's dark days, dark nights, there's dark times, and maybe part of it is just feeling isolated or alone or or like, you know, I'm not sure if there's even a God. Maybe I have questions and things like that. I just want you to know that that's okay. That even the disciples had questions. But the more they walked with God, the more they got closer to God, the more they started to be like Him. And the more light that began to shine in their lives. And if you're here this morning and you'd say, Craig, I'd like for that light to begin shining in me. I'd I'd just like to give my life to God. I don't even know all that that means, but what I do know is I feel like I need Him in my life. And maybe that you're coming back to God today or maybe a very first time of commitment to him but what I do know is is he can start changing your life today and it can get brighter and if that's your prayer would you just raise your hand and say yeah that's me today I need him in my life yes I see those hands over there God bless you over here God bless you up there God bless you all right, several hands over here. God bless you guys down here. All right, several hands around the room. So let's just pray this prayer, church family. Just everyone pray it to encourage those who raise their hands. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me, to pay for my sin. And I know I've sinned, but I want to start over. I want your light to come in my life and chase away the darkness. From this point on, as much as I know how, I want to walk in your path. So lead me, guide me, direct me. I want to get closer to you. Thank you for accepting me just as I am today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Church family, let's welcome those who prayed that prayer. So awesome. Listen. Uh...